Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to a very special Weight Loss in the Mind 2.0, a multicultural and multilinguistic edition. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with the Zen master, Matt Fury. Hey, Hello, Matt. Hello, Scott. <laughs> nice to be in the same room with you for a change yeah. when we make our podcast. That's right. You're up here in Vancouver. You arrived a few days ago. Cold, rainy Vancouver. Yeah, and I really feel bad because when you were showing me around Tampa, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Although, when we had the event there, it was pouring worse than it's pouring here. So. Yeah, it was colder. It yeah. was actually felt colder. Yeah, you can believe it. And, and I think it's as cold, if not colder, right now in Tampa than it is here. So. Whoa. Okay, so what did you say to start off the show? And maybe say it again. A little bit slower, so that maybe I can try and learn some of this. Okay. Jin Fei Xin Li. Jin Jin Fei. Jin Fei. That means lose weight. Okay. Xin Li. Xin Li. Means like your heart and mind power. Okay, so lose weight using your heart and mind power. Right. Liang Dian Ling, which is 2.0. Liang Dian Liang. Liang. Is 2. Dian Ling. Ling. Or you could say RDN Ling. RDN Ling? Yeah, 2.0. So Depends. Is this Cantonese or Mandarin? It's Mandarin. And I may have made a mistake or two. So if you're from China and you speak Mandarin better than me, you are a member of a very large group of people. <laughs> so. Well, you go over to I'm China all the time, best. right? Yes, I, I spend... Uh, three to four months a year there. Oh, awesome. So, when you arrived, we picked you up at the airport, took you to the Shangri-La Hotel, downtown Vancouver. We went out, once you got kind of settled in, had a bite to eat. Not a large meal. Was it Thai food? We ate some Thai food. We ate some Thai food. And then we did something. Even though it was, I would say, pouring rain, Mm -hmm. that would be a good way to describe it, right? 8 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night, pouring rain, we went for a walk. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a saying the Chinese have about when you eat and walk. Yes, and and I reminded myself of this, and you, I told for the first time. Uh, Funny thing is, I felt it was about 8 or 9 o'clock when we were out walking because it was already dark, even though it was 4 in the afternoon. So you guys got to fix that problem here, too. (laughs) No lights in Vancouver. But about halfway through the walk, we were working up a good sweat, and I told you the Chinese saying, Fan ho bai hu zhou, huo dao jiu shi jiu. This means, if after eating your evening meal, you walk a hundred steps, you can live to be 99. Now, what it really means isn't a hundred steps after your evening meal because you might walk that many from the from the restaurant to your car right or you could walk that many from your possibly from your kitchen to your bath bathroom uh, or bedroom but it's the idea it's a poem it's a it's a something that rhymes so if you hear it again fan ho bai bu zhou huo dao jiu shi jiu Joe is 99. So means walking. Yeah. So in China, when you finish your evening meal 
or your whatever meal at a restaurant and you are walking out, they will say, Man Manzo. Man is the most important word to know to understand Chinese culture. Not the Jamaican man, the <laughs> Chinese man. And man means slowly. So oh. man manzo means walk slowly. So when it's time to eat, the Chinese say man mancha means eat slowly. Right. Okay, when you're studying something and you want to really make fast progress, they'll say man mancha means study slowly. Study slowly. Now, when you tell this to Americans, oftentimes they don't understand this, or Westerners. They think everything is about speed. And some will even argue and say all the good positive changes that China has made in the last 20 years are a result of the Western approach to speed. Hmm. Well, they're assuming that the speed of which the Chinese have made changes was done hastily. Right. See, there's a difference between getting something done fast and getting it done quickly or hastily. Oftentimes, you can get things done much quicker if you take your time. Yeah, oftentimes I'll find if I'm rushing through something, now I've got to redo it and redo it and redo it. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. And so to walk slowly after your evening meal means that you're not racing, and the 100 steps isn't really mean only 100 steps. What it means is it's like to walk walk. with intention. To walk with the intention of relax, slow down, help your food digest, and with the intention of walk after you eat so that the food that you just ate has better digestion and you live to be 99 or 100. So the idea is really 100, but 100, which is e-buy, doesn't rhyme with... (laughs) Buzo. <laughs> so well, they, Buzo most of mime, rhymes with Joshi Joe. Okay. And so they say 99. But the Chinese all think in terms of living to 100. And, and this to them is becoming immortal. When in the Western world, when we hear somebody talk about being immortal, we laugh. Because mm-hmm. they talk as if they are going to suspend the aging process indefinitely and they're going to reprogram all the cells in their body and they're never going to die. They're going to be the one person uh, that we know of uh, who never succumbed to the aging process or to death in any way. Right. Okay, so the Chinese meaning for immortal, and you have the eight immortals that you can read about in Taoist literature. These aren't people who never died. They're people who live to 100, 102 years old, 104 years old. So the word immortal actually means that your organs, your mind, your body exceeded the length of time that most people would have predicted that you would have lasted. So if you go by the Western, like the Judeo-Christian Bible, there are people who will tell you flat out, my body's only supposed to last 75 years, because it says in the Bible, Mm. 70 plus 5. Okay, but there's a lot of people who live past 75 years. That doesn't make the Bible wrong. That's, again, it was just like a gauge uh, to give people something to shoot for. It's better than 25. Right. 75. So, Sambu, or uh, 
Fanho Baibuzo. After dinner, walk a hundred steps. If you walk a hundred steps with the intention of living to 99, far better than if you just walk a hundred steps. Mm-hmm. That's right. So when you do any type of exercise or when you eat any type of food, what you're thinking when you do it is critical. And it will change what happens in your body as a result. So if you sit down to a meal and you tell yourself, oh, I really shouldn't be eating this food. This food makes me fat. Every time I eat this food, X happens. I really shouldn't be doing this. You're actually programming your cells of your body to get fatter from eating that kind of food. If you have the self-talk such as, oh, all I have to do is look at food and I gain weight. Well, you're programming the cells of your body to act that way. So if, if when you eat, you have the intention of everything I eat makes me healthier and leaner and more attractive and younger and healthier. That's a totally different mindset while you're eating. If while you're eating you have a mental picture of yourself getting leaner, you will sit differently, you will have different posture, and you'll feel different. Now you go for a walk after eating with this whole idea of I'm walking after I eat because when I do so, it revs up my metabolism and it's going to help me live to 100 or to 99 or to an immortal age. Completely different effect you'll have when you train. Well, not only that, most of us, when we eat, we then go and sit and watch TV or... The worst thing. The worst thing, right? Right. We don't usually move. We just go, oh, I'm just going to take it nice and easy. And that makes it even more important to get a butt massage now and then. Now, I saw an ad, believe it or not, here in Vancouver in a magazine for one of these butt massages. And I thought, when I saw this, you know, that's a person who understands niche marketing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little right. off the topic here, off but the topic. sitting too much is not good for you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we sit down and we eat, and usually when we're done eating, we clean the table off and we go sit and watch some TV or get on our computer or play a com- video game or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just thought it was just a great exercise and I, I kind of got it a bit by osmosis because every time we've gone to have a bite to eat, we've done two things. One is we've eaten very clean food because you've commented on it each mm-hmm. time. Yes. And the other thing that we've done is we've gone for a walk and it's usually been between one and two miles that we've walked. Each time. Each time. So actually we're doing it more than once a day. Yeah. Every right. time, we, every time we've eaten, you and I have gone for a walk. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about that, because we, we keep talking about weight loss without willpower, right? Because there's no willpower involved in any of the stuff we're no. talking about, right? Right. But when we go for that walk, we have very interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool thing. Like you can go have some bite to eat with one of your friends, say, okay, let's go for a walk, or your spouse, or whoever you live, you know, if you're married or your kids or whatever, and when you go out and you're going for a walk, it's really hard to text message, it's really hard to play video games, it's really hard to watch TV, it's really hard to sit at your computer, and so what are you going to end up doing? You're going to end up having a conversation with somebody. And isn't that an amazing way to increase your life? And you're doing what's natural in terms of if you get yourself out of the human realm and just picture that you were part of nature, which you are anyway, But you think of the meandering river going through the mountains and 
through the woods and so on and so forth. It's moving. Yeah. And so when human beings get out and walk and move, they are uh, assimilating into nature, just like the the mountain stream or the waterfall or the or the river. And the person who sits at home after a meal watching TV is assimilating into nature about as much as the uh, a, a stagnant pond or or the local sewer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. not moving too well, right? And so therefore it stinks. And so if your body doesn't, if you don't move your body, you don't feel as good, and you become like that lake or, or that sewer instead of like the flowing river. Right. And when you walk and you're in that flow physically. You also get into that flow mentally, which you're talking about. We came up with great business ideas. Yeah. We think of other things that, man, that's a good idea. I ought to write an article about that. We even thought of this podcast topic. We even <laughs> thought of this podcast topic. And I said that to you about walk 100 steps, live 99. And both of us immediately said, remember that. That's our next podcast. And we forgot it. But but we put our brain to to, uh, to work. <laughs> we were trying to remember it because we didn't have all our gadgets and gizmos with us. And we thought we were going to create this either that night or the next day. Yeah. Neither of us wrote it down. And so we sat here and we probed our subconscious by asking a question. So your subconscious mind works for you in a couple ways. It's pretty magnificent. Number one, it brings to you the people, places, and information you need that's in accord with your most dominant thoughts, which are your goals. So if you're thinking about how does the mind affect your weight loss, if you're thinking about how can I use my mind to lose weight, you're going to be attracted to this very podcast. Yeah. That's how your mind works. That's sort of the goal. Or you start thinking, many, many times when I was a personal trainer in California, had my gym, people would come to me who had driven by my studio for years and never seen it, never saw the signage, never saw an advertisement or any of it. They didn't have a goal to get fit. They didn't have a goal to lose weight. Then all of a sudden, they come up with this New Year's goal. This is the year I'm finally going to do it. And they formed that intention. And within a few days, they saw my sign. They saw my building for the first time and wandered in and said, I can't believe it. All this time I've been driving by your building. I drive by it every day, two and three times a day. I've never seen it. And today it jumped out at me. I couldn't believe it. That's how your mind works in the first instance. And the second way it works is it gives you answers to questions. And yes. so here is how we used it. How, what was that we were talking about the other night that we were going to do this podcast on? And I said, I can't remember. And then I changed that thought to, it will come to me. Mm-hmm. It will come to me. And within two or three minutes of just idling around and letting that question linger and not trying to answer it. Yeah, we kind of sort of talked around it. Yeah, we sort of talked around it. Then you said, hey, weren't we talking about 
something having to do with when you walk after you eat, and then I immediately had. Well, yeah, for about five minutes before that, we kept talking about, well, we were walking in the rain. Remember, we were walking by Stanley Park. We were walking here. We were walking there. What was it that we wanted to talk about? Yeah, and what we wanted to talk about was walking. Walking. Yes, but how does this relate to weight loss in the mind? Well, you start asking yourself very powerful questions. Yes. What can I do to more easily and effortlessly lose the excess weight I've got? What can I do to use my mind in a more effective way? Uh, what are the when I was in the best shape of my life, what foods was I eating? Mm-hmm. What kind of exercise was I doing? I wonder what would happen if I tried this exercise method instead of the one I'm doing, and so on. These are questions, and your subconscious will then start to spit out and give you answers. And the answers are usually correct. Yeah. All right? And that's where you get guidance. And sometimes the answers come to you when you're sleeping. Sometimes they come to you in the shower or while you're out walking. Yeah, a lot of times that's what I do. If I'm stuck on something, I head out to the creek and I walk along the creek. Fifteen minutes later, I got it all figured out. Exactly. And so the beauty of walking is that you not only get fit, you not only increase the odds that you're going to live to 100, but you are solving problems. You're using your creative imagination to envision what it is you want in your life so you can go after it, and you are having a damn good time. That's right. And it's usually after about 40 minutes that you start to feel the euphoric sensation of all the chemicals and endorphins that are being released by your organs and brain into your bloodstream that make you feel great. So a 10-minute walk, it's okay. 20-minute walk's okay. Some is better than nothing. But I believe that an hour a day minimum of walking is important. And all the centenarians that were studied in China by Dr. Mao Xingni, he found that all of them walked a minimum of of an hour a day. Wow. Pretty interesting. Yeah, there you go. And that's one of the things that we've often talked about in Weight Loss in the Mind was modeling people that have what you want or have accomplished what you want to accomplish. So right. That's a pretty good one. Right. And now, now, when it comes to walking, when I talk about walking, I'm not talking about shuffling, nor am I talking about idle walking. I walk with intention, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And even when we're talking, we're going at a pretty good clip. And there are a number of things that I do when I walk, and I teach these in my new program, Weight Loss Without Willpower. One of the DVDs in this program teaches people how to walk structurally in terms of their body posture, teaches how to walk so that you're using gravity rather than fighting it, and teaches you how to walk so that you're reducing your waistline quickly and it involves tucking your pelvis leaning forward 
and swinging your body from the center line or from the spine. Right. Now, I just received an email today from a man who has this course. He's 40, 47 years old, and it was a wonderful thing to get this email from him because he said these magic words. Your system truly is effortless. Mm-hmm. We talked about effortless effort. The walking technique has made an amazing difference in my ab conditioning. I went back to Taekwondo this past Saturday after a month hiatus and the first class should have wiped me out. I did 50 crunches in addition to the rest of the class and two days later I have no soreness. I would have never imagined something so simple as the techniques you show in the walking video would have such an amazing effect on ab conditioning after a week and a half without a single sit-up. He's 47 years old and his name is Carl. Now, what he's talking about with the abs, now, most people think in terms of... Well, I was going to say, right. there's no way that I would ever think associate walking with having ripped abs. No, you never would. Because the average person, when he walks, he his body is straight. It, yeah. It, but, but that is really not the natural way to walk. When you see, if you've ever seen these posters that have like man's so-called evolution from yeah, ape, from ape to the ape to the human being. Yeah. It goes from the ape being sort of crouched over and bent over using its knuckles, dragging its knuckles to standing up a little bit, standing up a little more, to almost standing to real finally standing totally straight. But the fact is to stand up totally straight when you walk does not take advantage of gravity because you now have to stretch your leg out in front of your body to use it. Mm-hmm. And so your foot, your ankle, your knees are absorbing all the impact. So you have all these people whose their knees and ankles and back hurt after they walk. Why? Because they're fighting gravity rather than going with it. And the way we walk, and I've worked with you, is you tuck that pelvis in so that your lower back is flat, mm-hmm. and then you begin to lean forward, and, and and you don't even try to walk because if you don't walk, you fall. That's right. And then in order to catch yourself from falling, a foot comes out. Wow! And if you continue to lean forward, the other foot comes out, and the other. So it's just a slight lean. It isn't a, a big lean. Yeah. But the pelvis is tucked. You're stretching your body heavenward as well as down into the earth and you're pushing off that back foot and as you're doing this your body begins to swing from side to side from the spine and as that happens if you put your hand on your abdomen uh, your let's say your right hand on your abdomen and the left hand on the small of your back you can feel your hips and pelvis and spine pivoting and rotating with every single stride and now go back to the regular walking where your body is straight and you won't feel that abdominal work taking place at all. So you're working your core muscles. This way of walking, you're working your core muscles. And this is only one way of walking. There are many, many different ways to walk to get yourself into incredible physical condition. And I 
like to go out and walk for an hour. I like to walk like four miles. And if I'm going at a leisurely pace, I will do about a 15-minute mile. Mm -hmm. So I can cover four miles in an hour. And when you were with me, that's about the pace you went. that's how fast we went. Right. But when I was by myself, and it's just me focusing, what I do before I walk is I form an intention, and I give myself a goal. How quickly would I like to walk this? And I say, oh, today, 58 minutes. And I keep track every mile. I'll look at the time. And sure enough, I'll finish that walk in under 58 minutes. And I'll think, wow, I was really cruising today. Then the next day, all right, and I'm kind of compressing time here. But let's say the next day, which could mean a week from now, I say, all right, what about 56 minutes? And amazingly enough, I break 56 minutes. Now, the last good walk I had in Tampa before I went on my trip to Hawaii as well as here in Vancouver, I said, all right, today I'm going to break 54 minutes. And instead of looking at the time at every mile marker, I kept my stopwatch running and visible the entire time. There's an old saying, people run faster when they're being timed. Hmm. Okay? Now, here's the key thing. Get back to the mon monzo. I'm still in effortless mode. All I got to do is lean forward a little more, and my body falls forward faster. And I swing more loosely, and I relax my shoulders and pelvis and my spine, so they move more effortlessly. And I just keep track of the time. Right. And that day, I and I keep I keep track of it here on my iPhone, that day my walking time where my goal was to break 54 minutes I walked he's checking his iPhone right I'm now. checking my iPhone right now yeah, walking times I did it in 51 minutes, 49.2 seconds. Nice. And my previous time before that was 55 minutes and 40 seconds. So simply by setting that intention and that goal, I walked faster. And I even broke it down into how much, how long each walk, each mile took me. How long was each mile? And broke it down and broke it down. So I then I emailed somebody, a friend. If something else I do to keep myself motivated, I have other friends who walk. And at the end of each workout, I will email the person and tell him what my time was today. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, wow. He gets motivated by it. Yeah. Makes him walk harder, but we're more focused. And he said, man, at the pace you're going, you're almost running. So last night, here in my hotel room, have this Aussie guy here. His name's Trevor the Toe Cracker Crook. And he's sitting on the couch. He's never seen me walk like you have. And I was explaining to him what it looks like when I walk. And 
it was because we're in a small environment, a hotel room. It it looks faster than it is because you go from one wall to the next pretty quickly. Right, right. But I know his his old eyes bugged out almost to the ceiling when he saw how fast it was. So around town... And you're not huffing and puffing. I'm not huffing and puffing. And not only that, I'm reducing waistline belly fat. You're burning fat off your legs, your buttocks. But if you look at the average person who's out there walking, and you'll see that their stomach is spilling over their pants. And in Chinese, they have a metaphor for this. Your chi is either inside of a bowl, and it's contained, your chi meaning your energy, or it's leaking. So if you think of the bowl as spilling out, the person whose big belly is hanging out while they're walking, it means their energy is literally spilling out of their body as they're walking. Now, interesting. Now, it's not to put anybody down, because as soon as you tuck that pelvis, no matter how big your belly is, I don't care if you have 10 inches or 20 inches to take off your belly or one. As soon as you tuck that pelvis, it's like the bowl has now been lifted. Yeah, it's straight up and down. And you're holding the energy in, right. Yeah. And so this is why this way of walking is so phenomenal in reducing excess weight. Or as the Chinese say, jian fei. Jian means to cut. Right? Yeah. So if I were going to cut your head off, it'd be gen toe. Head is toe. Right. But I wouldn't do that, Scott. I appreciate that, yeah. Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to the end of our time today. So uh, we'll have by so freaking fast. I know. Well, they always talk about such interesting stuff. Yeah. So if you want to know more about uh, Matt's programs and stuff, head over to www.mattfury.com. But Fury is not spelled like Fury, is it? No, here in Vancouver, I go to breakfast, and these sweet little young nubile ladies say to me, Mr. Fury? <laughs> and I say, no, I don't parlez-vous français. Or however. Uh, it's Fury, not Fure. And so it is spelled Matt Fury, M-A-T-T-F-U-R-E-Y dot com. And you can look at my product section, scroll down, you'll see the Weight Loss Without Willpower. Yeah. You'll also see my bestsellers, Combat Conditioning and Combat Apps. Awesome. And if you want to listen to more of the shows or even watch some of the videos we've got up, head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. So, uh, Matt, before we go, can you give us the uh, the 99 steps saying in Chinese? Sure. Fan ho bai bu zhou, huo dao jiu shi jiu. See you all next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.